coming to you from sunny Orlando, Florida. Welcome to the Paper Stack Podcast, where we cover current topics in the note industry, give you tactics for your note business, and talk with industry leaders to make you a better note investor. And now, your hosts, Brett Berkey and Rick Allen. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Paper Stack Podcast. I am Brett Berkey, and this is Rick Allen. Yes, it is. Yep, yep, yep. How you doing? I'm hanging. You know, just getting ready, gearing up for Node Expo. It's a yes, week away. It's a week away. Will this be out before? Yeah, this will be out, like, Friday. Okay. What, we should drop, like, a secret, hey, this is a secret password. For Somebody what? just comes up and says something to you, and you get a free T-shirt. Are we taking T-shirts? Yeah, we're, yeah. Okay. Flugel binder. Flugel binder. Flugel binder. You got to tell me, say the word flugel binder, and tell me what movie that's from. Oh, gosh. Sounds like a German movie. No, it's not. Flugelbinder? Flugelbinder. Gosh, what's the... Gosh, the flugelbinder, the little plastic piece on the end of your shoelace. Is that what that's called? Well, no, but that's what they called it in this movie as just a joke. Hmm. I'll give you a hint. Tom Cruise is in it. That's it. Wow. So. Okay. So you can do that. So who can come up and do that if you're going to be at Node Expo? That's pretty cool. Yeah. Anyways, um, what do you got today, man? What's going on? So we, we always talk about, you know, how to find a note, what to do, how to buy it, all the fun stuff of, all the fun stuff like that. Hey, this is how you do it. These are the strategies for due diligence, da-da-da-da. How do you get your first note? We never really talk about what happens after you buy the note. Like, in terms of, hey, you bought the note, and you're like... Oh, you want to know how to run the investment? No, no, no. Or what to, in- what to anticipate? Well, no, I mean, so like, you know, if people, we had someone just... Today, it was like, hey, but am I supposed to get this thing recorded? And I'm like, when did you buy it? And they bought it like months ago. And it's like, yeah, you got to get that recorded. And it's like, yeah. and we, we kind of try to hammer that through if you've been on a transaction. There's stuff to come out in emails. We have guides about it. But some people maybe just want to watch a video. Okay. So you're, you're like, what do, what do we do? When, like, what are like the first, like, here, here's like, this is the next critical steps. Once well, yeah, you buy if you, it, if you're if it. you're buying your first note and you're like, okay, do I how do, when do I get a servicer? You know, do I get a servicer after the fact, or do I do it while I'm in the transaction? I think it's, it's best you're gonna probably want to do it while you're in the transaction. But during the transaction is when it happens. It'll slow the transaction down a little bit, but I'd advise doing it before setting it up. Once you have your your asset identified and you're moving through it, and you're pretty sure you're gonna close. Right. So that's that's key. That's key number one is get the servicing because. I started out in this business self-servicing and just got really lucky and I don't do any self-servicing now. You don't do that. You just get a, you hire a professional servicer. Yeah. So that's step one is make sure you have a professional servicer lined up. Then right. comes the servicing transfer once it's, once it's closed. And a lot of people think that you close on the loan or you, you close on it, you buy it, you buy the loan and you receive your collateral file and it's like, okay, it's transferred. Well, really, that's not what happens. There's an onboarding process with the servicer, and that can take, in a perfect world, like 15 to 20 days. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, it's 30 30 to 45 days. And what happens is whoever was servicing the loan prior to you purchasing it, they they stay on as the interim servicer, and they service it until your servicing is all set up all the proper hello and goodbye letters have been sent and you've got the proper dates so that way you're Dodd-Frank compliant and you're not Dodd-Frank compliant. You're, um, yes, that, where you're talking about, oh my gosh, it slipped my tongue. Compliance. Anyways, it's compliance. There's uh, certain things out there you got to be, oh, I can't think of the name of it right now. So let me ask you a question then. So 
And this is a good tip for people that are first-time buyers. One way to probably speed up this process is mm -hmm. if you have no preference, you're not like, oh, I just so happen to CFPB. like this. CFPB. CFPB. The CFPB. Okay. CFPB. Yeah. So, I think that's it. I don't know. So if you don't have a preference for the servicer, if you're not like, hey, I, I just love the servicer or I hate the servicer, if you're just agnostic to the process, ideally keep it with the same servicer because that will uns uh, not upset the apple cart. You're, you're going to be faster because you're not going to have to do the hello, goodbye. You're going to send them what's called a TILA letter, right? Correct. And, you're, and it's going to be a lot faster. There's no... The bar and the, and the house is not going, well, who do I pay now? All that stuff that could happen. Oh, yeah, if it's performing, you keep it the same. But yeah, if it's performing. If it's performing low and I keep the servicer the same. Sometimes if it's non-performing, I'll keep the servicer the same just because if there's a foreclosure going on, they're already familiar with what's going on with the foreclosure. They've got the file. If they've had the file for a while and I've already got an account with them, I'll just transfer it over let them kind of continue to run with it. Another thing you need to look at is there's a couple things. One is insurance. You need to make sure that if there's no active policy there, you get a force place policy in place immediately, as soon as possible. Don't you usually have that with the servicer? Yes, but different. you have different levels of servicing. Some servicers are just literally, they're not handling this, the tracking of insurance. You know, if there's no escrow account, right, they're not tracking insurance. So you need to make sure all that's in place. Interesting. So who do you ask? Do you ask when you say like you get the introduction to the servicer, right? You sign up with the person, you get the welcome from whoever the loan onboarder is. Do you say, hey, is, is it, do you guys have insurance with what I'm paying for for servicing? It's when you, like, for instance, if you go set up with FCI, there's different, you can set up different levels of insur insurance. They do insurance tracking. Some of them, it's just an add-on. And that would be like, okay, full specialty servicing is, it's going to cover everything. And so that costs more. Yeah. 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 It costs Difference more. of what you think? Uh, thirty bucks alone per month. Really? Yeah. I mean, but <laughs> you want them to track it to, to do all the things. It's worth it. It's worth the thirty dollars alone. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So that's a good question for you to ask when you're getting it set up with a servicer. What kind of tracking yeah, are you doing? Yeah. Do I mean yes? And whenever you set up your your account with your servicer they'll have a list of options for you. Interesting, okay. Recording any transfer documents. So if it's an assignment of mortgage, assignment of deed of trust, you gotta get those recorded and you gotta do it ASAP. Yes. I mean, if for some reason you bought something, didn't record it, and the borrower is, well, we saw it happen. The borrower pays off the loan, they send payment to the loan servicer, and the loan servicer says, look, I need to see a recorded assignment to pay you this money. Mm -hmm. So you gotta get that assignment recorded. Otherwise, you know, they could just write the check to, you know, they wouldn't, they're your servicer, but they could, so. The interesting thing is, how, I wondered how it got that far, because usually the servicer will ask for a recorded deed. They will, they'll record for, well, not necessarily a recorded deed, but a recorded assignment. Assignment, assignment whatever. Assignment, deed of trust. Yeah. You know, but they usually the ask for that, if you're doing like, hey, you bought this, where's the recorded? Assignment. Yeah, they normally do. <laughs> and if you give them a, an assignment that's not been recorded, they might look at it and say, okay, good enough. Oh, really? They may. You know, it, it happens. To say it doesn't happen, it, it happens. Servicers are busy, and if they're looking for it, you know, they get 17 files that come come through, and they're looking, okay, there's the mortgage, there's the note, here's, oh, there's the assignment, there's the... You know, the Allonge, they're good. They've got everything. They move on. They didn't maybe see that, oh, that's not been recorded yet.
Mm, interesting. That's interesting. Huh. And so one thing too, if you're new to this, when you're in the uh, paper stack platform, you can actually get to a part where first you should be checking with the county already. Can this take digital documents? That's important. Otherwise, you know, you might have to have them redone. Uh, also, too, what's the cost? By digital documents, he means not just oh, can it be recorded digitally, but does it require a wedding signature? Yeah. It's so, becoming less and less, but yeah, it's, still it is there. less and less, but there are some counties out there that are like, look, it's got to be wedding. Right. And you got to write it in, of course, the mug <laughs> too. So just be aware of that. Some, some of you have to mail it in, get yourself a return label to get it sent back. It's kind of a process. Morse code. Morse code. <laughs> juice. Yeah. I mean, it's like, come on, it's like. 2023, almost 2024, and you're still operating in the 80s. So, but whatever. Uh, but yeah, so that, that's one thing you want to do is make sure when you're in the transaction, look at what the seller did. There's a step that says buyer approved to closing terms. Mm-hmm. That's a, there, that's an important step. I know people might be like, what's this for? It's, it's for you to actually approve what the seller put in there. Look it over, make sure, because once that seller is gone, you can get them back, but it's it's you know they're 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 they've already sold it. They're onto the next thing. It's it's a lot easier when they haven't received their money at that point. Right. So, you know but mean? basically, what he's saying is not the closing terms, but the closing data is what's important to review. The closing terms obviously important. You want to know what's the cutoff date. Yeah, closing you, data. Yeah, you meant the closing data. Um, that's the, that's a really important stuff. Where it's like, look, I want to make sure that the borrower's name is spelled correctly. I want to make sure that it's the original lender's right. The the book, the page, the instrument number, the legal description. Make sure that's all done right. You have a chance to review that as a buyer and as a seller. And so... But also, too, know that right now, with a new invention on PaperStack, we're helping you out with Dart AI. Yeah, we've Dart AI, we've launched something, Document Reviewer, where the seller just uploads their last recorded assignment and it extracts all that data. And then when they go through to fill it in, it'll make suggestions based on the data that it's extracted. So, so it's, it's getting been, a lot better than what it was before. Mm-hmm. You know, legal descriptions used to be... Legal descriptions are huge. That's just like, if it can if it can read seven paragraphs and put it on the page for you instead of you having to type it. And, oh my God. And, and, and typing that, it's all legalese. So yeah, it's, it's you, know, know, you don't even know what it means. It's just hard to follow. So get, yes, review the closing data when you're recording it or when you're going through the steps and then make sure you get those assignments recorded and then if it's non-performing the next step is is just really have it like a clear path on what you want to do as far as loss mitigation don't let time sit and tick and let them sit there if you know that you want to offer them a you know a modification or a deed in lieu get with your servicer and start saying here let's get this ball moving you got to keep you got to crack the whip they're not just going to, you know, they've, you know, I think, what was it? There's like $23 billion right now at FCI. Like, they got $23 billion under management. Like, your your $120,000 loan could fall through the cracks. Squeaky wheel gets the oil. So stay on top of them. Mm-hmm. Say, look, here's what I'm looking to do. This is the, the, the metrics I'm looking to do it. Or if you're working with a servicer where they allow you to do your own borrower outreach, you know, make sure you have a good plan moving forward and that you're in compliance but get the ball rolling. Stay on top of it, start moving, and have a plan and stick to the plan. But be prepared to call an audible as needed. If you're looking for a deed in lieu and they want to keep the property, you're kind of looking at down the barrel of, well, they want to keep it, I want the property. So I'm either going to A, try to foreclose and they're going to fight me the whole way, or B, maybe I can make do a modif- modification for them, get a big chunk of money up front, 
recover some of my cost, turn this thing performing, turn around and resell it. So you just got to be ready to be flexible and uh, call audibles as needed. So some other things too, when you're getting a document recorded, it's not a huge thing, but some people just remember when you're recording that document, there's always a place where you put the return address. Some people don't like to have their personal home address recorded in the county. You know, it's just, that's just, that's personal preference. But if you're going to be doing this business, maybe just get an iPostal account. Just, I mean, literally you can get a, a, a business account where it's not your home address is recorded with the county. And so if that borrower ever looks up and says, you know, who owns my mortgage? They can say, this guy owns my mortgage. This is where he lives or this gal, whatever. But I mean, it's not a huge thing. A lot of people aren't looking it up, but it's kind of personal preference. A lot of people don't like it. It's up to you. Right? What do you suggest? Mm. Same thing? Sure. <laughs> I wouldn't have said that, but I would have said <laughs> have a business address. So you're likely buying this in an LLC or self-directed retirement accounts. Can, the re return address is probably going to be your custodian. So That's true. Don't put your house address is what he's basically saying. Yes, in all those many words. Yeah, just <laughs> less is more. Less is more. So I think, you know, that kind of covers it. That's like the next important steps of things to do. Do you remember what they are? Uh, yeah, make sure. Set up your servicer. Set up your servicer. Understand that the servicing transfer is not going to be instant. It's going to take a little bit. There might be an onboarding fee. Yep. Oh, there'll definitely be an onboarding fee. <laughs> insurance. Insurance. Check out if they already have it with the servicer. Make what sure level? you got insurance. Recordings. Recordings. Who's doing the escrow? All right. What do you mean? Who's doing the escrow? Like who's, are, are, are they collecting escrow? That's important. Well, yeah, that'll, yeah, that, but you'll that that happens at the servicing onboarding. Oh yeah, I you, guess that's true. You'll know if there's escrow or not. Mm -hmm. Set up your recording. You know, make sure you get your your documents recorded, and then figure out whatever your loss mitigation path is. If it's a non-performing loan, and and get moving on it. That's, right. That's. Those are the five like sort of key things to do immediately after you buy it. Obviously, if it's performing you know, just get ready to start collecting your money. Right. The good thing about this is that if you've never set up with a servicer or any of that, we know all of them. We can get you in introdu introductions to any of them. If you've never recorded a document, we have the process for doing that. It's just a mm -hmm. simple URL. You just reach out to support. Hey, I want to get this document recorded. We'll send you a link. You put in your document, pay the fee, and go about your way. One, one thing to touch on recording also before we, we shut this down is, look, there's a there's going to be two invoices. There's a there's an invoice for the fee of us just doing the work for you, mm -hmm. and then there's going to be an invoice for the county fees. Mm -hmm. They're two separate invoices. So if you record something in, say, Pennsylvania, which my dear friend just did here, um, you know, there's the $130 paper stack fee, and then there's the $458 county fee, county fee that he had to pay to record, um, was it a... It was a, a little land contract or a contract yeah, for deed. It was a, yeah. So it's a contract for deed. So he's recording a deed, a little bit different. But if you're recording assignments in, you know, New York, it's not uncommon for there to be a $300 fee. So just understand that we'll charge you $130 up front for us in our time, but then you're going to get another invoice uh, to pay the remaining amount. Yeah, that was a nice surprise. And hmm. I yeah. didn't expect it to be that much. I'm like, damn, this is that, that hurt. That hurt. It's, what's that? It's my yield falling yeah. away. Yeah, it was going down pretty fast. So. But, 
Anyways, so that's the lesson you you live and yeah, learn. You live and learn. You'll still you'll still make money on it. So. No, that's right. Anyways, that's it for the Paper Stack podcast. That was a quick one, but the, you know the next five things to do once you've decided on an asset, you're buying it. Where do you go from here? We'll probably come up with another one in the near near future regarding you know maybe some loss mit strategies or diving into just a single loss mitigation strategy of maybe it's deed in lieu or maybe it's a loan modification and different tactics you can do while doing a loan modification. I would like that personally because I just learned that deed and lieus are different for each state. They are. There is. Well, there's security deeds, there's mortgages, so you got you got each state specific. So Hmm. Interesting. All right, cool. Well, if you have your own questions, of course, you know what to do. Leave them in the comments. Uh, reach out to Hello at Paperstack and say, I'd love to see you guys cover a topic on this. Uh, we're always looking for cool things to cover. Actually, most of our stuff comes from our listeners and comes from the people on the platform. This one came from somebody that's on the platform. You know, oh, yeah. They didn't know they needed to record a document, so figured we'd actually make a, <laughs> a video about what to do. Yep. So, so come on up and see us at Node Expo. Remember, yeah. I need the movie and the word Flugelbinder. See you guys there. See ya. Are you new to the mortgage note industry? Have you been wanting to learn the step-by-step -step process to purchase your first mortgage note? Well, you're in luck. We've convinced our CEO, Rick Allen, to break down everything he knows about mortgage note investing. Through a series of 50 videos, you'll get everything from start to finish of where to purchase notes, how to purchase notes, and all of Rick's investing techniques he has developed over the many years. From performing note tactics to non-performing notes, Rick gives you everything he knows about investing. Bonuses include our glossary of industry terms, Rick's own proprietary calculators he created to evaluate notes, discounts from our partners, our Rolodex of vendors, a private Facebook group, along with a lot more. We've packed so much content into the Academy to take you from beginner to expert in no time. To learn more about the Academy, go to academy.paperstack.com slash welcome. Again, that is academy.paperstack.com slash welcome.